0: As It Was Written, the story behind the song. Here's where we take some time to catch up with an artist or songwriter and the impact a certain song had on music and their life and career. And I encourage you to go take a listen to Priscilla Block's project, Welcome to the Block Party. So here we go. Let's get to it. As It Was Written, the story behind the song with Priscilla Block. Hello, hello. Hello, Priscilla Block. How are you?
1: Well, I'm amazing. How are you?
0: I'm just as amazing. Equally amazing, I guess. Good. I'm kind of picturing you right now laying on your bed made of laundry.
1: <laughs> well, uh, no, they actually they made me come into a studio for this, and I think that's probably why. They're like, she's going to be laying in a pile of laundry and they're probably not going to be able to hear what she's saying. So Priscilla, can you please come in and do this on a decent <laughs> mic?
0: <laughs> After I saw that TikTok, I about died. I was like, Oh my God, do we have to have an intervention?
1: You know, it, well, it's just, it's just life. I, I mean, I come I'm never home. So I, I come home and I've got like four suitcases all over my house. And I'm just constantly swapping out laundry. Like, it's just this, (laughs) I don't know. One of these days, I'll get it together until then.
0: Well, you know what? I can't imagine being on the road like that and then having to come home and and manage all that. That's got to be difficult. But, you know, I mean, especially you with the last two years, it's been pretty crazy.
1: It has been a full whirlwind. Um, You know, just, it's, it's awesome. It's like my dreams are coming true. It's. As weird, as crazy as that sounds, it's
0: awesome. I remember telling you this last year when I saw you on stage. I'm like, look, when you first kind of did uh, just about over you before you even really blew up on TikTok, and I was like, I DM'd you because I wanted that song to play on K95 right away. I was like, oh, I, I want started. to play this song before your deal and everything else. And I'm like, I, I just waited like a kid at Christmas to hear back. Aww. And, but anyway, it's okay because I ended up buying it after you put it out. Wait, and I'm I got pretty it
1: sure, but I'm pretty sure you were playing it before, like a lot, like I, before I signed.
0: I was, yes. We ended up did, uh, me and, uh, one of our other stations, we were like, we Aww. believe in this Priscilla block girl, let's go all in. So that's what Thank we did. Thank
1: you. Yeah. That it was, was just a crazy time. Like I, I didn't even know, like, I mean, look, I've. I've dreamed of doing this since I was younger. And when that all happened, like, it was like my phone just started freaking blowing up. Like, I didn't even, I'm like, I never thought that, you know, people wouldn't be able to get back to text messages or messages. Like, now it's just, like, flooding through.
0: How many labels did you have, if you can say, how many, did you have, like, all of Nashville coming at you? Yes. How crazy was that?
1: It was... I mean, it was, it was awesome. But it was also like, I mean, I don't know, like, I feel like everyone expects like the story to be like, it was like my wedding day. And it was just amazing. Like, it was the most stressful time of my life. Because, you know, you have so many amazing options and so many people that believe in you. And you're having this huge moment. And I I wasn't like, jumping at the words record deal. Like, I, I was like, I really want to make sure before I do this, like, I have the right the, the right team and, and people that really believe in a career with me versus a one-song thing.
0: Did you already have those people kind of around you, or did you have to find new people?
1: You know, it's a lot of those people come down to, like, my band. Like, my, my band I've had for literally, like, seven years and my songwriters and, um, just like my crew of Nashville that I've, that's been a part of this, this whole thing with me. It's like, those were my people. And, um, you know, obviously my family was really, really supportive during that time. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of, it almost happened like backwards. Usually like people, you know, you start out with management and then you go to a publishing deal and then you, then the publishing deal goes to the record deal. And like, there's like this this step thing, but for me it was like completely backwards.
0: Since you I mean you've kind of been around Nashville for a while. You moved there basically before you could get into any bars, right? Yeah. So oh, it, yeah, the uh the idea of the whole music business thing. Now that you've really been like engrossed in it, you've signed your deal, is it everything you thought it would be?
1: Um Yeah. I think that there's, like, so many things that I, I learn, like, every single day. I'm like, you know, this, it, a lot of people think that, like, once you sign a record deal, you've made it. And, like, right. that is just not the case. Like, the the work, like, I, I grinded for, I've been in Nashville for eight years. So I've I've been grinding for eight years. But it's like, if you really want people to work and believe in your project, like, you have to work ten times harder. You know, it's like. You have a huge machine of people and that have that are professionals in this industry trying to help. But I think if if you're dri- if you're not driving the ship, like everyone's just you know they, they're not going to know where to go. So I think for me, it's like realizing like you know I you still gotta just you gotta hustle.
0: Well, you didn't even have a chance to do a real radio tour. It was out of the pandemic and on the road on yeah. doing shows.
1: Yeah. I mean, we did that. Uh, we did like when I was signing, I mean, yeah, I signed my deal during the pandemic. I was doing tons of zooms, Mm -hmm. did like a huge zoom, you know, introduced myself to, you know, tons of radio, but, and then when the world opened up, I mean, it was everything I was touring. I was playing festivals. I was headlining. I was doing kind of a radio tour in that, um, playing a bunch of radio tours, going to, you know, meet as many people as I can that have been believers since the beginning. Right.
0: What uh, What has been the most surprising thing you have seen since signing your deal?
1: I think the the most surprising thing is um, just, like, how many, like, the, like, outpour of support that I've gotten. Like, that is – really awesome like when you have artists that are like hey girl like i'm in your corner like what can i do to help hey if you need any advice like i'm here like that that just like i don't know that surprises me I, i'm like how do these people know who i am you know what i mean oh of course um but yeah just the support um that you see and and i think that there's you know on the other side you also see the people that don't support it too you kind of it's like you you find out who your friends are in a way or like who's who's in your corner
0: absolutely you know what i feel like that's one of the coolest things about the country music format i've been doing the country music format my entire adult life which has been a long time i'm not going to tell you how long but it's been a long time and you see that in the format that everybody champions everybody else and really gets behind them and that's what i love about the format
1: well, it's it's special, and I I think that that's what I I love about country music. You know, it's like we all we're all we're all in this together. You know what I mean? Yep.
0: Absolutely. You say love it or leave it. I say unfiltered and as real as it gets. Is <laughs> is that you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a combo of both, and I and it fall it those two things kind of go together. It's like I I am who I am. Um you know, there's there was times in my life where I felt like I had to fit in this box, and I'm just over it. You know what I mean? Like I, you like you either love it or you don't, and and it it happens to be very unfiltered, <laughs> which is why you maybe might get both sides. I don't know. I just speak speak how I feel, and I write songs about my life, the highs, the lows, and um, that's it.
0: Well, I feel like that's kind of what I mean. Aside from me you have to have a certain likability as an artist and a relatability. And I think, especially in this format, watching you and seeing you on, on shows or watching your TikToks or wherever I see you, um, you do fit the lifestyle, the format of, of our listeners. And I think that resonates.
1: I think at the end of the day, it, it's, it's exhausting if I like putting on a show every single day of like always having it together like that sounds exhausting to me I don't I don't I don't want people to think that like I want people and and it's crazy like we'll be out on the road and people will show you know I'm I hop out of the van and I literally last week I didn't even have pants on I had a big t-shirt on I got out of my car no makeup looking like a train wreck and this girl was like oh my gosh like are you Priscilla and I'm like First of all, why do people never recognize me when I have my life put together? But the reason why they do is because I show that side of myself. And it's not, like, I don't want people to think, like, oh, that girl's perfect. I'm not.
0: And is the, does your media team or the label, do they cringe sometimes at what you do? Or are they like, Priscilla, no!
1: I mean, probably. They're probably cringing all the time. I mean, I cringe at my own videos sometimes. I'm like, why did I just do that? But I I just don't care. Like, I I think that any time that I have, like, tried to, like, go re-edit my stuff or, like, trim down a video or spend a bunch of time making something look perfect, it's like, those aren't the videos that people, like, tend to you know be more engaged in it's like oh my gosh Priscilla her house is a train wreck and she's literally laying on her uh, laundry room floor full of clean clothes (laughs) like
0: (laughs) they love the realness they love the authenticity and just being able to relate
1: well I I hope so and I'll, I'll keep doing that you know
0: well let's talk about when you found your voice who you were and what you were about when did that happen
1: when I wrote six eyes Really, yeah, um, it was, <sighs> probably like four years ago, four and a half years ago, and I wasn't signed um, and I remember we wrote that song, and I finally felt like it was way different, and I was like this is this is cool, like it was, it was kind of funny. Like, we wrote it. It was a joke. Like, I didn't want to write a heartbreak song that day. I'm like, can we write something like Thick Thighs? And my co-writers were like, are, are you serious about that? And I'm like, I mean, sure. And so we wrote that song. And I remember I, I played hundreds, probably thousands of bar gigs at this point. And we played at the bar, like, a couple nights later. And I sang Thick Thighs. And I was like, guys, like I I just wrote this song and it's called Thick Thighs. And I had never gotten a response the way that I did with that song. I mean, the whole freaking restaurant was like cheering and it was cool. And I looked over at my guitar player and she kind of was just like, holy crap, like what just happened? Like what? I wasn't singing Wagon Wheel. I wasn't singing a song that everybody knew. It was like brand new. It was me and it was different. And I think that like, that was the moment that I finally felt like I was doing something fresh.
0: And now when you go to a show, everybody sings that at the top of their lungs.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, I mean, it's crazy because that is one of my staple songs his thick thighs.
0: That's awesome.
1: And I have people like telling their stories about how that song like has helped them. And I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like you wouldn't even believe the stories, like just how, somehow like this kind of funny song has really made people like start embracing like who they are. And like, that's, that's cool. Like I, that is, that is what I want to be about.
0: Uh, who is the Priscilla block super fan? <laughs> if you were to describe the Priscilla block super fan, do you have,
1: Oh, I would say myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, yes. Like, I just think that that girl is just like, I, I it's, it's people that, finally feel heard and I you know it's it's great like they show up to the shows with their hair on top of their heads and their big hoops on and like I I don't know I think it's a lot of your your everyday people to be honest
0: I saw a couple of uh uh tiktoks one of them of course I'm a hunter so I saw you out doing turkey hunting was <laughs> is that was that your first time or is that who Priscilla Block is do you love to do that
1: I love I love to turkey hunt really um, yes I, I, it's hard. Like, I honestly think I might like it better than deer hunting.
0: Oh, wow. See, now this is something new I learned. I didn't even know you you like to get out in the woods.
1: Oh, yeah. And don't even get me started on a duck hunt because I'm there. Just say when. Oh, my
0: gosh. We got great duck hunting, deer hunting, and turkey hunting here in Virginia.
1: I know. I know. I I mean, the first time I went duck hunting, it's actually funny because Riley Green Uh, gave me like hunting, duck hunting tips. There's a video on TikTok of it. I'm like, I'm going on my first duck hunt. And he's like, all right, well, here's the call. Here's what you do, blah, 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 blah. And then I got out there and I was like, you can drink, you can eat, and you can talk, and you can kill some ducks. Like, I am in.
0: It's magical,
1: isn't it? Yeah, it was, it was a spiritual, <laughs> a uh, very, very spiritual experience.
0: Jordan Davis, Riley Green, Thomas Rhett, all those guys just absolutely love duck hunting.
1: You don't have to be quiet. You don't have to be still. And no. those are, I mean, I'm not, not that that's a shocker to the world, but I don't like being quiet and still.
0: <laughs> what kind of dogs do you have?
1: I have got three rescues. Um, I've got a boxer mix and a Border Collie mix, and a Lab mix.
0: Did you uh, get them at all different times? Just like, I need another one. I need another one.
1: Yeah, my, uh, the Boxer was my childhood dog, so she's a sweet little, sweet little old lady. And then Bruce is my little boy. He's cute. Um, And then Arrow, but no, I got them all at different
0: times. Let's get the story behind the song on the song that Got you noticed. Let's go back to Just About Over You. When did you write that, and was it by yourself? Who did you co-write it with?
1: I wrote that song July 2020. Um, and I wrote it with two of my girlfriends. I had COVID when I wrote it. Um, I was sick at home. And my guitar player, Sarah, She's who wrote the song with me, um, but she's also on the road with me. All that she had called me up, and my life was like falling apart. I, I had just moved into this little house in Nashville. I didn't even have working AC. I had a little window unit by my bed, and um, I was just in a rough place. Like literally, like we're in this pandemic. Everything that I had worked for was like crumbling. I was going through heartbreak, and she had called me, and I, and I had COVID that day. She called me, and she was like, Hey, we were supposed to write a song, like. Did you want to still write? Like how are you feeling? And I was like, dude, like I need something. Like I don't know what is happening with my life but it's a train wreck. And she was like, Well then maybe you know, maybe we should and we we all hopped on FaceTime that day and I was sick on my bed when I wrote just about over you and I decided to post a clip of me singing it on TikTok the next day and it went viral. There, like, there were videos that popped, like, PMS was one of my first viral songs on TikTok, and Six right. Size kind of did its thing. But, like, Just About Over You was different because people were just so invested in it. Like, where do we get this song? When are you recording it? I'm like, guys, like, I literally wrote it yesterday. And it was crazy because when I saw what was happening there was something in me that was like i feel like this song's going to change my life i i knew it i mean i felt it to like in every bone in my body and um there was a girl actually out in california her name's Samantha she like basically did this call to action on tiktok and was like we love this song let's help Priscilla record it and fans like all over like came together and helped me record that song and we got in the studio. I mean, I'm calling every producer that I know, like, how fast can you get on this song? I don't know what's happening with it, but I feel like it's about to be a big moment. And it, from dropping the song, like from writing the song to releasing the song, three weeks apart.
0: Isn't that crazy how fast that moved?
1: Oh, it's beyond crazy. But I think that, like, I mean, obviously, there's songs that you hold on to and you, and you want to. I mean, My Bar, I wrote that years ago. And it's like, I, it's now on my project. But I do think that there's really something special in, like, driving a moment. And if something's happening, like, maybe switch some gears and be like, you know what? I'm going to do this right now. Like, th- there's momentum here. There's a moment. And you don't want to miss it. And sometimes you, you miss moments. And I think that the reason why Just About Over You did what it was is I, I was like, I need to run fast.
0: Well, you ran fast, and it did great things. And at what point did the record label I mean, at, the, at that point, record labels are like coming at you. Did you have to re-record anything for it when, when the record, when you finally got your deal done, were they like, "We need to do this, tweak this, let's get you in and do this?" Or were they like, "Let's leave it the same?
1: So when I okay, so I, I released a song, "Independent Artist." Yep. Everyone's can like, who is this girl? What in the world is happening? I'm sitting like next to Nicki Minaj on like all genres. So crazy. And um, yeah, I mean that day that I released the song, that was when my phone started blowing up. Like we want to fly you out to LA. Can you come to California? Like, I mean, it was the craziest thing ever. Like, People doing whatever it took to like, and it, it was awesome, but again, very stressful. Um, so when I signed my deal, um, you know, they were like, here's, you know, what, what do you want to do with the song? And I was like, you know, there's, there were some things that I kind of wish I would have been able to, but like to do, but like budget, you know, all of that. And um and I had said, I was like, you know, if this is going to be my first radio hit, like, I want to make it the best that I can. And so we went in and added a little bit more to it. Uh, Ross Copperman hopped on the radio edit, and it sounds very similar. It's just a little bit bigger. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but it, it's, what's crazy to me is a lot of stations uh, played the original song. We and, did for the
0: longest time. I, I don't remember when we finally changed, but I was like, I don't know if I want to switch, but we did. We kept the original one for quite a long time.
1: Yeah, and I, I love that. And, you know, I, I was actually talking to somebody, and they, they said that there was something really special in the original just about over you, and it wasn't like I, we, it, we couldn't figure out what it was. <laughs> like it was just – and that really encouraged me to keep my, my guys. And, uh, you know, the the guys that produced my album, you know, were all involved in that. And it's like, they don't know the do's and don'ts. So they don't know how to make a radio single incredibly polished, which I think that's what people maybe kind of liked. I don't know.
0: As a a program director and music guy, I like sometimes the more... Or what's? I guess it sounds more organic, or n- not super polished. Super polished to me doesn't seem as real as it should, and sometimes that comes across. And I'm like, bring that down a little bit, and maybe that's why I played the original for so long. I just yeah, there was something about it.
1: I mean, both both you know versions I love, but it, it really you know with with the album and going in to record, I was like. You know, the label said they were like, "Who do you want to produce your stuff?" And I was like, "Listen, like, I've only ever made music in my friend's bedrooms, and I don't like at this point, like, I, I want to give my people a shot. You know what I mean?" And and we went in and we recorded four songs, and my bar was one of them. And they were like, "Holy crap! Like, this is awesome. This is different. This is new. This is fresh." And so. I've just kept my, my guys there like three, you know, there's three producers on the project and they're all like some of my really good friends in Nashville. And we just all kind of did it together.
0: That's very cool. I lo- I just love your story and how it all came together. Cause I think, are you kind of the OG of really getting recognized on TikTok to get to where you are? I mean, I don't know. Like,
1: <laughs> I don't know. Or is it just because like, I'm following
0: country, and maybe in country, it's in
1: that? Yeah, like there, there were a lot, like a couple people popping. But I, I think that I was one of the first to to sign a major major label deal um, through that app in, in country music. And I, I remember getting on it when I got on TikTok. First of all, I thought it was a dancing app. Then I did too. The music, the music. Yeah, I'm, I'm in my kitchen, like learning the wop, like, but. There wasn't. I remember thinking, like, there's really nobody in country music like promoting their stuff. Like, it wasn't. I wasn't able to play in the bars, and I made like a decision. I was like, I'm gonna make social media my full time job. And here we
0: are. You got the you got the album. Uh, welcome to the block party. New single is my bar, which sounds amazing. Love that song. Uh, last question and we'll leave with this uh, as it was written the story behind the song with Priscilla Block lesson in the lyric a song that was written by you or another artist that you may have taken away a lesson from and shared it with other artists or that you share with your friends that's a tough question
1: Um, yeah I think if if it was mine it was probably Like a Boy Um, that song is just it's really special and it's like Sometimes like you can't wait on people to change, and whether it's not it's not necessarily like have to, has to be about a guy. It's like sometimes you got to move forward, and and if, if they change, then then they do. But if not, like there's always something better out in the world that you know. If if you're not getting if you're not getting what you need, go go get that.
0: I like that. I need to spend more time with that song. I was I was uh, I've been kind of hooked on uh, Wish You Were the Whiskey. That one's, that one's one, of, one of my favorites on that song. Love yeah. that song, yes. So, um, <laughs> look, thank you for taking the time. And I look, I appreciate you coming into the studio and not laying on your laundry bed. Um, <laughs> it did uh, sound amazing, so uh, very well done. So thank you very much. As it was written, the story behind the song with Priscilla Block.
1: Thank you so much for today.
0: She was so much fun. I hope you enjoyed uh, this episode with Priscilla Block got more to come so stay tuned and if you like what you hear give me that review tell me what you think and let me know if there is an artist or a song that you think should be featured as it was written the story behind the song